welcome Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 276. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? 276? It's like 1776. Indeed. It's a, a lot of podcasts that we've done. And last week just ended up being a just madness for both of us. You know, it, it was crazy. It just got super busy. We had visitors from out of town. I was working, doing some woodwork stuff. A lot of fun. It was just busy, just busy, busy. Everything, life, busy. What's also busy is the freaking sun here in the Northeast, like just melting snow left and right. Uh, Anything south of mid to northern Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine is just getting like decimated because it rained last weekend. It was like in the 60s a bunch of days. How's JP holding up? Oh, J Peak's glorious. Don't worry about them. They're fine. But anything like Shawnee Mountain, one of the Indy Pass darlings here in the Poconos, they already announced they're done. Oh, decimated. Huh? They're already done. Yeah. Damn. yeah. Anything that's far south, it's uh it's tough. I went on Friday two weeks ago and took my son, and I'm glad I got him out there. Went to Camp Gaw on a because they open at one o'clock on Fridays. So oh, nice. I, I had the day off. I took him. We got there. There was like four people at the whole place. It was Damn. tremendous, but it was like 50 degrees. So you were really skiing through slush. And we'd been there the week before and it was great. It was really nice. You could see like half again, there's only six trails in the place, but like half of them were already closed because there Damn. was just, you know, dirt showing through. This was a this was a rough one in the the northeast, especially toward the mid Atlantic area. But you know, it's still snowing. We're still talking skiing. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped at skibumpodcast. Send us an email: skibumpodcast at gmail dot com. We got a shop. Can buy some swag like this dope sweatshirt. Skibumpodcast. Oh, That's right dot com slash shop what else that's i think i wear my hoodie every time every I, every I, every time in the morning i go to walk the dog i wear my hoodie yeah. i love this hoodie this one's awesome yeah youtube our videos the podcast is now video version it's on youtube if you want to check it out putting my dope premiere skills to work nice check that out. you can see our ugly faces on it for our wonderful faces. Speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> faces made for radio and faces, podcasting. Faces made for podcasting, yeah. <laughs> Big shout out and thank you to our sponsors. Terracia, terracia.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A. Premium cold weather solutions. Their mission is to create best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment, designed with thoughtful features and fit, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. They fully believe in the idea that good product can always be made better and strive to do to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of their products. Go to the website terracia.com. Use the code TERRACIABUM, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A-B-U-M, 15% off. Boom. Also, huge thank you, Paradise Skis, paradiseskis.com. They make seriously fun skis. They are all about making skiing as fun as possible, whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, bringing the parking lot apres, or getting up early to go for that huge backcountry objective. 
Their mission to build skis and snowboards that allow their customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. Go to their website, paradiseskis.com. Use the code SKIBUM15, 15% off. Thank you, Paradise Skis, and thank you, Teresia. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our prey today. So I think I'm I'm getting excited now that I, I rearranged my uh my office and now you can see like there's some you can see like a, a different angle of everything and right behind me is the couch so we can have guests on the couch now like I'm thinking <laughs> the old couch. casting couch eh the old casting couch <laughs> but uh, we could have Opry with uh, with guests maybe uh, when some of our friends John and Steve they might be coming down soon who knows. Get them on there for a beer review or something. You do know when we add more people in that sort of spot, it tends to get a little chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it'll be a pre-taped just clip. <laughs> it could down. just be like, just, you know, we could just open it up to a live stream, live stream chaos. Live stream chaos. That's it. Live stream chaos, right? I like that. Live stream, I'm going to write that down. Live stream chaos. Um, But it's good. Actually, uh, that's another thing I was working on all last week and, Look at our son and lots of stuff. But actually, I got the I got my Opre beer today. Uh in the store. I was like, hey, let me see if there's something pretty cool. And there's something new that it might have been out. I might have seen it last year, but I was afraid to try it. One of those things where you look at it, you're like, I just don't know how that's gonna be. What are you afraid of? What's the I, worst I'm afraid that can of a lot of stuff? <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> This is called Quat. <laughs> quat. quat. Human paraquat. <laughs> From Tampa Bay Brewing Company. And it's a, it's a fruited golden <laughs> ale with kumquat with uh, locally grown uh, kumquats. So, what exactly is a kumquat? So a kumquat looks like a tiny mini kid's orange. And it's when you bite into it, you can eat the skin and everything, and it's like a little bit sourish, but it's like a still like a orange flavor, like a shitty orange, or like a jazzed up orangey mini lemon. <laughs> hmm. But um, like a Meyer lemon, you ever had a Meyer lemon? I've heard of Meyer. Yeah, those are like there's a different flavor to the Meyer lemons. They're like, like the, sweeter lemons, like fancier sweeter lemons. It's kind of like the lime to the key lime, right? Different. Um, there you go. But the, the kumquat, different. Kumquat looks almost like a, a grape size. Like they're small. That small, huh? So for like a little kid, they're cute. They're like little baby oranges, you know. But there was some uh, there was some baby. weird fruit my mother in law had when my when our kids were up there a couple months ago. They were they it looked very similar to like what you're describing. Oh yeah. It was, it was called something else, like a well they have the gold or like it's it actually sounded really fancy and nobody liked it except for the kids everyone else thought it was gross everybody shut up and and just let the kids go yeah right um the kids are all right they sell kumquats in the in the store once in a while like i don't remember i always heard heard about them and i'm like yeah i don't think i want to eat it and i tried one one time i think i was at a party and they had them i was like hey they're not too bad I just like wasn't that like a big insult back in the day? Your, Your pain in the kumquats. kumquat or yeah, pain in the kumquats because they look like little gonads. 
Well, I mean, donuts. let's be honest. Most fruit does, right? Most it does. You know, big, so, small. There you go. All right, so I don't have it poured into glass, but um, the flavor is good. It tastes like an ale, like a nice, easy drinking ale. Um, and it's actually better than a lot of the ales that I've tried because something about the ales sometimes. They have some weird, like dank flavor that I'm kind of not a big fan of. Depends how dank they are. Um, and this, this is, is a, this is the fruit ale. It's a well, it says fruit ale. Yeah, it said fruited golden ale is what it says on the can. Fruited golden ale. Okay, so I guess it's like a you know an ale, but not a pale ale. Just an ale with Just fruit. An ale. And the Comquat's actually a good selection because it's a little. It's not orange. Like when you taste something orangey, it almost tastes like maybe somebody mixed some orange juice in it. Kumquat has, like I said, like an orangey, almost lemon limey flavor. Um, it's like it's hard. It's hard to describe because it's not a common flavor. You know what I mean? If you get yeah. a chance to to see, you know, to try one or you see them in the store, just pick some up and try them. Have a little, right? Live a little. They sound weird. They look weird, but you know what you taste? You're like, hey, that's not too bad. Um, but actually, for the beer, it actually goes well. I'm I'm pretty surprised. Like, I'm taking the quad. That's why I was afraid. I've seen this thing for like two weeks, and I pass it. And like, yeah, I don't know about that because it's like these are big cans, but they're ten bucks for four. And I'm like, what if I don't like the one I had last week? I bought a six pack. I don't like them. I have the five sitting in the fridge. I'm going to give them to bums or something like that, which probably shouldn't I'm, have them. I'm but. sure Bodie will want them. Yeah. He, he'd probably spit it out. <laughs> if he tried it, he'd be like, this maybe, sucks. Maybe his friends would like it. You know, maybe for, cool kid. Try one of these for every, every beer. There's a drinker. Let's put it that way. Somebody will love it. Somebody bought a bottle of Malort, right? That, somebody has a, a bottle of Malort at all times and keeps yeah. replacing them. Um, the Lord, because these pants aren't going to shit themselves. <laughs> Where did I? I was in a um, I was in oh, I was in Gary's in New Jersey when we went up for hockey. Yeah, and I saw a Malort there. They have they had the Malort, the actual Jepsons, and they had the other one, which is the Besk. Uh, the Besk. They had them both in there. I was like, holy crap, Gary's even Gary's. has them. God damn it, Gary's. I don't know. I, I really don't know why you would buy it. I don't know why they would stock it. Let's put it that way. Well, the, someone's, uh, someone obviously had to go, hey, man, you guys should carry Malort. And they're like, all right, let's get some Malort. Well, you see, down here, we get a lot of people from Chicago. Like, there's like a big Midwest group of people that come to the Clearwater, Tampa area. Yeah. So I could see that. They're like, hey, let's bring our shooting Malort and put it on them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or, or somebody like terrible quarterbacks and our shitty beverage, and uh, we'll come to Florida and hang out <laughs> a bit, right? Let's bring that down to Florida too. Yeah. <laughs> our pale skin and our our portly bellies. <laughs> I, I saw some like a tweet. I follow this Twitter handle. It's called like Super Sports Seventies, and it's it's just hilarious. And it's like you know, it's it's always really funny. And they were talking about when you hear the term shitty quarterback, what first, who first comes to mind? <laughs> and of course, like Johnny Manziel and, 
There's the picture of the, the person with the Tim Couch jersey, and it's like couches <laughs> crossed out, and every terrible Browns quarterback is on there. And they showed a bunch of like Bears quarterbacks who I never even like heard of. Yeah. And they were like, this, I guess some guy from the 80s was ranked like the worst like, NFL player in history. Oh, awesome. They took him out of the game and put Walter Payton in his quarterback. That's how bad he was. Damn. Yeah. Walter probably lit it up too. Goddamn sweetness. Sweetness. Yeah. He can do yeah. it all. Yeah. Well, all, babe. Interest. So that's that's cool. I'm glad you uh you ventured out there. Got a little bold, try something different, got some quiet. I tried it. So quat. I I have a very interesting beer. Well, I think it's interesting. You probably t- do too. And you know why you probably think it's interesting? Because you sent it to me. Oh boom. Other West Coast. Did you try it yet? I've had one before. It's really good. Which is Not why bad, right? I thought I would save it and have it right now because everyone's spring breaking. It's March, March 24th recording this. You can watch videos of all the, the uh, anti-fun police down in Florida and Panama City and all over the place, busting kids for having a good time. Dude, the beach out by me is nuts. I, Absolutely you, nuts. There was video clips of Clearwater where they're showing like the cops. They arrested yeah. someone and we're trying to get other people and the kids broke the guy out of the, out of the uh, cruiser. Yep. Oh, that was last year, I think. Oh, was that last year? Yeah, this year it's just been... So last week was the two neighboring counties. They, for the first time in like years, they had spring break on the same week. And it was just nuts. Everybody was down here. And so it's gotten back to just the the regular visitors, but a peak of visitors. So a lot of traffic and a lot of people on the beach right now. Yeah, I'm sure it's just absolutely nutty. I know a bunch of the lifeguards and they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, we don't break up any fights. We leave the, the police for that. <laughs> Y'all, I'm getting paid 15 bucks an hour, man. I'm working on my tan. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting into a fight. Well, when our friend said he's, he's down there and these two kids are fighting, and this lady comes over, is like, oh, these kids are fighting. Can you do something about it? He's like, are they, are they, they in medical trouble? <laughs> if they're they in the drop? water fighting, I'll take yeah. care of it. If they're on <laughs> land, He's like, did they did they go into cardiac arrest? <laughs> She's like, no, they're fighting. He's like, well, why are you coming to me? Go to the police. <laughs> so he's like, I already radioed for the police. She's like, you can't do anything. Like, I can, but I don't want to. Like, there. He's like, you don't understand. There's like two groups of about like twenty kids in each group watching the the, the kids of choice from each group fight, and you go, you're gonna jump in there and do that as a as a non officer. Like, you're asking to get your ass whooped. Yeah. So he he just laughed. He's like, "Yep, I'll save you." He's like, "But I am not going to be a policeman. Not so, my job, man." Have you seen Three Hundred? He goes, "Is this Sparta?" It's like, "No, <laughs> I'm going to sit in this goddamn chair." That's right. You know, you could do something about it and look <laughs> at some girls in bikinis. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And you know, lady, like bucks an hour. You could do something too instead of coming to me to bitch to me to do something. Citizens arrest. That? Go make it happen, lady. Yeah, go right ahead. Because I'm a citizen too. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Back to this beer. You sent this to me, and I got to tell you, man, this is really, really good. After talking about it for years. Talking about it for years. <laughs> cracked it open. You just get that, like, I think it must be the uh, the citra hops that you get, where you just, it just smells like every IPA I love. Yeah. Cracked that open. It's got IPA. I'm reading off on tap now. This is not from my nose to your ears. Light malt character, aggressively hopped with mosaic and citra to create tropical fruit flavors, complemented by subtle berry and stone fruit, but no kumquat notes. Oh, now, yeah. 
just like the smell of it is just so like perfect IPA smell. Now to me, it's like in the range of like a sip of sunshine, right? Maybe like a little sunshine or half sun. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Interestingly enough, untapped only a 3.9. I was really surprised. I was thinking four, three, four, four. Wow. Yeah. That's because it's from Florida. Florida. This is Florida. this is really good. This is, dare I say, Vermont level quality. Boom. I, this is an awesome IPA. See, that's in my top five. Yeah, I understand IPA. why. This is really good. Uh, I guess the hard part too is so Escape came on the scene. Uh, I've been coming down back and forth for a long time. I forgot when they started, but. It's a, it was started out as a really small brewery and they're still pretty small. So they just started canning, I think last year when COVID hit, mm-hmm. the only way you were able to get, get it was go up to the brewery and try it or go to a local bar that had it. And now it's kind of like magnifies spread out where they're getting their beer everywhere. So now people are carrying it and it's starting to gain a lot of steam. You still can't find in most grocery stores, the cans, but you will find them once in a while. Like, you know, total wine and more has it stuff like that. So I shouldn't have even opened this. I should have traded this. You could have <laughs> just hard to get, but I think once more people get it, they'll be like, Hey, this is pretty damn good. This is solid. Really good. Yeah. So other West coast, the good folks at escape brewing in Trinity, Florida. Yeah. So that's just North of Newport, Richie, just North of Newport, Richie. Yeah. If you're down there spring breaking, maybe stop drinking all that Corona and all those White Claws and have yourself a little other West Coast. Respect. Delicious. So thank you for sending this to me because this is really good. I'm glad you like it. I got to send you some smooge. Smooge. Which apparently, hey, so. I looked for it. I tried like all over, like even online. Only in New York state, apparently. And like, it's from Michigan, I guess. Uh, But over in the East coast, I think it's only in New York state. I did see though, Cape May brewing, which is, they make my favorite seltzer. They are making a, I guess they're calling them uh, smoothie seltzers. Now the thick one, like the smooge, they have a strawberries and cream. So they have to go try to try to scope that out. Somebody's got to come up with a Prince theme one with blue uh, blackberries called raspberry beret or raspberries called raspberry beret. <laughs> I would hope they used raspberries for raspberries. raspberries right. was, I think we have like a shirts against the blouses flavor too. Shirts and blouses. Shirts and blouses. Yeah. But yeah, you'd have raspberries in it. Raspberry beret. Right. That would be delicious. Whereas things are getting out of control in the seltzer world. <laughs> I think the beer world's out of control. The seltzer world is just going hyperbolic. Well, at what point are they going to stop and say, okay, we can't go anymore. Like, like what, what are they going to come out? Never. This is America. God damn it. I mean, there's a lot of things that have cycled through that we've seen. Oh yeah. We've seen that before, you know, whiskey was big. Then it died down. Then it came back. It was like, we saw all that before. It never went away. It never went away, but it wasn't as pop as it is now. Right. What about a Malort seltzer? Is that is that going to be when they jump the shark officially? That's, <laughs> people are going to be drinking it like, oh, oh this is so good. Like, no, Did I get not. a Malortzer? No. <laughs> no one can oh. and no one ever will. Jepson's Malort seltzer. Malortzer. Oh, it comes in one flavor and that's it. <laughs> but the can's different. Yeah, it's still the same flavor. Oh. Malort. The Malortzer. I, hey, you know what? 
I'm sure rubber. there's some people out there that would love it. Burning rubber seltzer. It would say it all. <laughs> Asphalt, burned rubber. Oh, delicious. Maybe a little gravel in there. Can. Mm. Oh, you could put a little piece of gravel in every can. Why not? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So we're all app right up. We're good to go. Let's go to Ski News. How about Michaela Schifrin? She's clinching it. What'd she clinch? 2022 World Cup overall title. Boom. With a second place finish in the final World Cup Super G, Schifrin secured her fourth World Cup overall crystal globe. Damn. To anyone watching the Women's World Cup final Super G, Last week, it didn't look like Mikhail Schifrin put down her most extraordinary skiing, and yet the tech specialist crossed the finish line just 0.05 off the winning pace set by Norway's Ranghald Mowinkel to take second place and officially clinch her fourth overall World Club. World, why am I saying World Club? World Cup World title. Club. And everything about that victory is extraordinary. So big congratulations to Michaela phenomenal again the olympics for her it was awesome blip in the road we've all been there i don't know i i I can't prove it but perhaps the chinese uh gave her a little something poisoned her food who knows they wanted her to fail take her down never know i don't know i wouldn't put it past anybody right now i wouldn't put it past anybody she's going crazy maybe her boyfriend sabotaged her he's like oh she's still in my thunder man Maybe he's a spy. He's, Maybe he's a he's Russian spy. spy. He's a Russian spy. He looks kind of Drago-like, let's be honest. Uh-oh. We got a conspiracy going now. Dun-dun-dun. So 120, 120th World Cup podium. That's a lot, man. That is so many podiums. That's like 120 more than we have combined. <laughs> <laughs> I That's know. Right. Combined. Who would have thought? In any event. <laughs> it's like the people who are like you know if jeff if jeff bezos has like a 200 billion dollars they're like me and jeff bezos combined have 200 billion zero million zero thousand one dollar one dollar yeah yeah so Michaela, huge shout out great job amazing so excited fourth world cup after the olympics that's that was huge to make that comeback it shows toughness grit fire determination determination that's awesome, though. Yeah. Now we got a double dose of veil. Double, double dose dipping. of veil. Double dipping. Double dipping into the veil. After this, the dumpster fire of a season they had at most veil resorts. Mm. So, yeah, my whole thing. Are going to it? Oh, here we go. The paywall came up. That's why I was like, oh. Yeah. After facing pressure, Vail Resorts is raising its minimum wage to $20 an hour. So company also pledges to pursue more affordable housing for its employees in expensive mountain towns, which I think everybody anywhere that's near or has dealt with the ski industry and snowboard, snow industry knows that that's one of the biggest problems uh, hitting almost every mountain. Um, As someone who scours Zillow almost every day, multiple times to look for real estate in ski towns, I can guarantee you most big Vail resort towns are unaffordable to people making under $2 million a year. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's craziness. Um, so just quick, just a quick search right now. 
a studio one bath 338 square foot townhouse in park city is four hundred and sixteen thousand dollars damn and that's not even including your um four hundred and sixteen dollar a month hoa fee damn so you know so this article um from the denver post is saying that they let's see the paywall popped up again. Sounds Minimum bad. wage will increase to twenty bucks, a five dollar increase. Which, hey man, that's a nice one third raise there. Yeah, it's pretty nice. The wage for entry level ski patrollers and maintenance techs will be, will increase to twenty one dollars. Uh, letter to employee CEO Kristen Lynch said the company also will increase HR support for employees by hiring 66 new positions in HR and increase up nearly 50% and pledge to accelerate efforts to assist workers with affordable housing in expensive mountain communities. Aggressively pursue building new affordable housing on the land we own. Some uh, value jet style yeah. Soviet cement block housing going to be going up there. Bunkers, all bunkers. Yeah. It's going to be bunkers. It's like, Hey, we have this amazing underground studios. Now you can live in, but Hey, if you can walk to the chairlift, not so bad. That's not too bad. Make it a little extra money. You could, you could walk uh, to work. Yeah. Jeremy Rubinge, who launched a petition on change.org called Hold Vail Resorts Accountable that's generated more than 45,000 signups since last December. So the company's move represented progress. I'm very proud of whatever role we played in this. He posted on Instagram, $20 an hour is an improvement for people working in the industry. It's at least moving towards a living wage. Well, here's the thing. you If you go or you own a place there, and it's one of the most expensive places, the most exclusive, whatever, however they want to bill it. And you can't get somebody to, you can't get served at a restaurant because they don't have workers. You're going to be pretty pissed off. Yeah. I'm just saying I would. Like, you can't treat people with money like this. <laughs> unheard of. They should have never gave you people money. That's right. That's right. But now other side of this story, which there obviously has to be one. Vail Resorts increases Epic Pass price for the 2022-2023 season. But for some reason, they put in this little dig here, but it's still cheaper than the Icon Pass. They had to say it. Vail Resorts has raised the price of an Epic Pass for the 2022-2023 season by 7% but it will remain considerably cheaper than the rival Icon Pass. According to the press release, the Epic Pass for next season is selling at $841, while the Icon Pass is $1,079. Epic Local Pass is $626. The comparable Icon Base is $769. Altera Mountain Company announced its Icon Pass prices on March 3rd. At this time last year, Vail Resorts announced it was slashing prices by 20%. But in the early weeks of the season, many skiers and snowboarders complained the company had oversold passes. Critics said limited early season snow compounded by staffing shortages caused long lift lines and overcrowded slopes. 
the Epic Pass Now on sale is still 138 bucks, less than the Epic Pass price of two years ago. So there we go. So there's your new your new pricing is available for Epic and Icon. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty interesting. So so they actually are gonna and they then they mention the the increases again in the same article. And they're talking yeah. they're doing upgrades thirty seven of their resorts and stuff. So Yeah. I mean this year was you know obviously <laughs> Obviously, a rough one for uh, a lot of folks on the yeah. Epic Pass, and who knows? I mean, coming off of COVID, it was obviously going to be a weird year. People didn't know what to expect. There's a lot of people who had pent up kind of wanderlust and wanted to get out there and maybe skip the 2020, 2021 season. People still locking down. People getting paid to not work. There's a lot of things that were, that kind of came into the mix that that created a recipe for disaster for this upcoming or this past season that we had. It was a weird and, season. You think it was going to be like I think everybody's thinking, "Oh, we're going to be back to what we were before COVID," and it was like, "No, we're still kind of limping out of COVID and getting starting to get back to normal." You know? Yeah, it was strange, and they, again, they had those multitude of things that were kind of lined up for a perfect storm to create yeah. not a great start to the season, but you know, they tweaked, they modified and they survived. So we'll yeah. see how, how things look next season. And we'll start planning for next season already. Oh yeah, absolutely. Although there is still some spring skiing going on, right? Oh, for sure. Plenty of spring skiing still left. Plenty to be had. A lot of concerts, a lot of stuff going on. Oh yeah. All right. Next up we have orange dust blankets, Spanish ski resort. So there's a massive storm that carried Sahara desert dust all the way from Africa to the Sierra Nevada ski resort in Grenada, Spain. And the videos look like they were taken on Mars. So I guess you watching this. I did not, but I guess it went pretty viral. It's pretty nutty. It looks like people are sand skiing almost. And then exactly what it looks like. Yeah. When they're cutting in like the white snow is showing that's underneath. So it's pretty interesting. It's like a, almost like a dust a dust storm kind of came in it looks um, like someone put a like a sepia filter on yeah. the video it doesn't look normal right no not at all very weird so they're saying this might be what it looks like if mars had a ski resort or a ski hill olympus mons so they're saying uh the storm was coming it was uh it caused havoc across Central Europe, leading to the dramatic skies and terrible air quality. Uh, meteorologists in Spain warned of extremely unfavorable co- conditions. So they're saying it's unclear if climate change was responsible for the storm, but uh, previous research linked climate change to increasingly turbulent weather patterns. Um, hey, I don't know. I know every hurricane is produced by winds from the Sahara, and it does carry dust all the way over to the Florida area. I know that. Look at that. From being down here, that's what happens. So it does happen. It's a lot of sand in that one big area. So even Elon Musk replied, "If Mars had ski slopes, said yeah, that's what it would look like. That's what it would look like. Yeah, it's crazy watching the video. It does. It looks like they're skiing on sand or some sort of weird Ben and Jerry's flavor, where it's like brown on top and you scoop it out and it's vanilla underneath." Yeah. 
Crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, we're moving back to Salt Lake City. Who's we? Outdoor retailer. A couple years ago, it was a huge fracas. Big outdoor retailer conventions were moving from Salt Lake City to Denver. There was controversy. There was a lot of angry hippies, too. A lot of angry hippies. Yeah. So they announced this past week that they're moving back to Salt Lake City. I think they were there for, was it two years or in COVID time? Who knows? It's, it could be two years. It could be a year. It could be two weeks. Yeah. Since 1982, Outdoor Retailer has brought the outdoor industry together for commerce, to share ideas, and to provide an experience that has grown into more than a trade show. Our community has become family. And for the past five years, we've held our biannual gatherings in Denver. Wow, it was five years. Jesus. I was going to say, did they even... It was that long ago. Jesus. I thought it was not as long ago. I was going to say, did they even have any in Denver? Because then COVID hit. Yeah. As our contract nears its natural end after 2022, we've been exploring our options and are conferring with the industry to map our next steps. After much deliberation and input from all sides, we've decided the best move for outdoor retailer is to return to our base camp. We're heading back to Salt Lake City and County to place to the place we grew up and where our industry matured into the, into the dynamic and powerful community it is today. Moving forward, Outdoor Retailer will bring the community together in January and June at the Calvin L. Rampton Salt Palace Convention Center. We have a strong relationship with Salt Lake City and a committed partner in Mayor Aaron Mendenhall, whose values align with ours following tremendous investments in clean energy and a strong commitment to public lands. This proved to be the real turning point in our recent negotiations. So Salt Lake City, commitment to change, leaving in 2017 has not brought the change we'd hoped for. We'll push back. So we are the first to admit significant work is required to achieve change. So we are dedicating resources to making progress. To start, we are committing revenue over the next three years from outdoor retailer events in Utah to fund programs to support outdoor recreation and protect public lands, forming the Business with Purpose Initiative in partnership with Visit Salt Lake to bring city, county, state, and federal officials, public lands, and outdoor recreation leaders and industry stakeholders together for biannual meetings focused on addressing challenges influencing policy, assisting advocacy efforts, and directing resources into protecting natural and cultural spaces and improving access. And finally, providing increased opportunities for the industry, local communities, and media to participate in panel discussions, educational activities, and volunteer projects. And I'll tell you what's not a bullet point that should be on there is helping Salt Lake City get the Olympics that they're trying to bid for. There you go. Because that wouldn't hurt, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure having the whole industry there every, twice a year is going to help their uh, their bid and their preparation if they do well, get it. Well, that's one thing you saw during the Olympics, like how many athletes are now from that Salt Lake Park City area. Because, mm-hmm. you know, once they got those facilities for the 2002 games, you had all these kids who were there or knew someone who was there or watched it on TV. And then... 
they had everything available to them. They had bobsled tracks, they had ski slopes, they had, you know, the, um, the freestyle park set up. Like they were able to get all the facilities are built out. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was brand new, state of the art built out and they could take advantage of that, which is awesome. And then you build that community of, of, of like-minded folks and outdoor enthusiasts. And that's why you're paying 400,000 for a studio in park city now. That's right. <laughs> uh, but they even have mass transit, which is back up and running now. So you go Salt Lake to Ogden and they're running that free this year for the Oh, season. wow. Look at that. It's very interesting. So nice. A little teaser yeah. for the old main topic later, eh? Yeah. And that was for the Olympics. So they're trying to get it back. I'm sure. Very cool. That's the talk on the town. So awesome for Salt Lake City. Denver, you got so much awesome stuff going on. You're probably not even going to notice. I guess they're going to have the last one there in June in Denver. And then in January, boom, Salt Lake City. Maybe we'll actually go there for once because every year we talk about it and think about it and it never happens. Maybe this is the year. Maybe this is it. Got to make it happen. Got to make it. We got one more quick final story before we get to the main topic. Quick little nugget. Yes, Powder Mountain and out. Uh, well, they tweeted that they're experiencing un- unprecedented demand for season pass renewals this season, which is causing them to re-examine the pass offerings moving forward. So, this is pretty interesting because there's a lot going on. Um, a lot of people have comments, so it's pretty funny to reach the co- to to read the comments on it, but um. It kind of doesn't say what's going on. Uh, I know they are, they were building and they probably still are building like a, a mountain village or they're, they're doing a lot of upgrades and expanding out like, I guess, the, the offerings for uh, places to stay there. So uh, who knows what's going on? I don't, you know, they're part of, which pass are they part of now? They're on the Indy Pass. They're on the Indy Pass, which is great because you can go there, do the Indy and uh, it's awesome skiing. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I guess they're they're based on the email they sent out, they're possibly only offering passes to property owners mm. in the near future. So there's a lot of perks in here. So when we went last year, they had that really nice yurt, the two yurts that were for property owners only that we got to go into, and they were amazing. Um so property ownership has its benefits, that's for sure. Do you know that in the original constitution, well, they I guess they've amended it since only property owners could vote. Wow. So if you just renting, you're not voting. You got nothing. Damn. If you're I mean, think about it. If you're an owner, you have vested interest in your community and you it's have true. best interest in mind. So mm, something it's to think about. It's interesting because it, you're never going to make everybody happy. Like that's Maybe one thing. Two votes instead of one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, then they are the old three th- fifths of a person thing in the uh, constitution. So you know, we're not saying that it was everything was perfect. You know, yeah. a lot of stuff. There's a lot had of to stuff evolve. that was weird in there. Yeah, had to evolve. But yeah, how do you, you come know, up with that three fifths? That's weird. That's a weird <sighs> calculation. Like, how do you come up with that? Yeah, I didn't want to get into how they did. I'm sure somebody had that scribbled on the back of some napkin in a bar or something. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it, it, one thing that we've learned in the past couple of years is that no matter what you do, you're going to infuriate somebody else. Oh, yeah. 
And now I in mean, the time of wokeness, regarding you anything, it's any you can't say anything. Right now, we would just be sitting here looking like, "Well, did you see the skiing?" And that's it. That's all we could say. I'm sorry. I don't want to say anything to offend. And, no. Well, you know. <laughs> I haven't had enough to drink to get too angry and make comments. But but again, you're gonna you're gonna piss somebody off up. with even the most like benign comments. So the people who own Pamau have kind of an interesting history. Isn't it owned by a bunch of like former Silicon Valley guys who like bought it out and started expanding the area? Yeah, I mean it's not like a I don't think it's a big conglomerate, but it, it might be like a, a VC or something. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I just know the owners, they really do take that stuff serious. They're like, you, even if you rent, let's say you rent your place out for the entire season, that person is still not considered an owner that's renting your place. Only the person on the title is the owner. That's so they keep how it that, works. They keep that stuff strict. They're like, nope, doesn't yeah. matter. Since uh, 2007, Powder Mountain has changed ownership three times, purchased by Summit Series co-founders and two venture capitalists in 2013. The now year-round resort has added two new lifts, bringing the total to nine in a real estate development sprawling the southwest corner of the property. Mountain bike trails have been added and the winter resort caps day tickets and season passes sold to preserve the Powder Mountain experience it is known for. So there you go. Venture capitalist bought it. See, I was close on that one. That was close. Well, it's a perfect segue for us to roll into the old main topic because Powder Mountain. Where are they located, Brian? I don't know the exact town, but I do know the closest large city next to them is Ogden, Utah. Boom. And I believe you recently were just in Ogden, Utah. Were you not, Mario? We were. So, um, yeah, it was a great trip. So, <laughs> this is your second time there in the last two years, right? Second time in the last two years. So, last year we went with the uh, NASDAQ Group, North American Snow Sport Journalists Association. And we went out there as a press trip. It was great. We had a, a fantastic time and I had such a good time. I was like, you know what? I really wish my wife was here to experience it. Cause my, really wife. Some, my wife really did some cool stuff. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool to share it with her. So, you know, I took notes, took a lot of notes and kind of remembered all the places we went. And, uh, we kind of reran the trip to some degree um, back to it. Ogden, remixed it. It was all remixed. Uh, and it was nice and romantic instead of with some, you know, old writers that I was hanging out with. I was with my beautiful wife. So we had a nice little, little, uh, kind of, we didn't really have much of a honeymoon when we got married. So this is kind of our, was kind of our little honeymoon. But you were like um, right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Insanity. We got married during COVID. <laughs> my my wife got there's a lot of alcohol involved and uh she broke her arm on the <laughs> on honeymoon. So it was the, the alcohol's fault. Wink yeah. wink. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so our whole honeymoon was just a shit show. And it was supposed to be just like three days anyway at the beach. And uh yeah. So anyway, that that's how that ended up. So we we decided, hey, let's let's go. Do a nice ski vacation. And I tell you, we had a great time. Um, 
fantastic time. I reached out to people that we knew, told them, you know, wanted to just kind of go retrace our steps. And um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. So we flew into Salt Lake again, same thing, rented a car. Uh, and what we did this time is instead of going to Ogden, so you have Ogden as the main city, and then a little bit, probably about 20 minutes away is the little town of Huntsville. And I believe Snow Basin is technically in Huntsville. So now you said, so you flew to Salt Lake and you say you drove or did you take a we drove transit? Okay. Well, what I did last year was we, I took an Uber and then uh, the people that we met up with, they had vans and they were driving us around. So it was really easy to get a, a car at Salt Lake city because in the airport is where they have all the cars. It's not like one of those where you got to take a shuttle to go get your rental car. So it was super convenient and just great. Um, and you know, Salt Lake's a great airport too. It's, it's huge, but they have everything in there. It's really, they got all the amenities. So it's a, it's a nice airport. Well, they're through um, that big expansion, right? Yeah. I mean, for the, for the Olympics next year. Yeah. But they, I mean, when they built it for the Olympics, they built it supersized and now they're, they're, you know, it's been a while. So they're refurbishing a lot of stuff, but, uh, it's still a really nice airport. Like I've flown through like Chicago or something like that. And there's like the old terminal that you don't want to be in and Boston things are separated. Like there's a lot of, you know, airports that got a lot of problems. Newark. Yeah. (laughs) Newark's actually not too bad. And they're building that new terminal, I think. Um, but anyway, so we got, um, jumped in the car. It's on like a 45 minute ride up to Ogden. I actually wound up, uh, um, stopping in Ogden for some stuff. And then we drove and stayed in Huntsville at the Compass Roads Lodge, which was where we stayed. We visited, we didn't stay when I was there with the media group. And if you look up Compass Roads Lodge, it's pretty unique. It's baller as hell. Uh, very rustic. And that's the place where they have like the 10th mountain, um, division skis. They have, you know, the owner was in the Olympics. His son was a skeleton, um, in the Olympics. Nice. Uh, the whole family works there. Like it was pretty cool. We actually met, I met the son that wasn't there the first time, uh, this time. And everybody's so friendly and cool. It was, it was really nice and refreshing. You know, now that we're getting out of COVID people weren't like, you know, all wear a mask, but everything was starting to get back to normal. Um, and it was nice. And, and this is the place. So the compass rose actually has an observatory in it. What a cool looking place with the, the teepees and the silo. And yeah. So those teepees are, you could rent them for opry ski. Oh, really? And you go there and they're fitted out like luxurious, like, like a yurt and they're beautiful inside and you can just kind of hang out. And what they do on Fridays is they have live music. I think Friday and Saturday, they have live music out there. And a lot of people come from the mountain. They stop in there and they just do opera ski there and they hang out. They got fire pit band and they got some, uh, food going. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and that silo you see used to be a grain silo. That's they turned that into an observatory. Wow. So the top has like a you know the piece that comes, you know, opens up, and then they uh they have the telescopes in there. And it's a de- it's in a designated the reason they did it, it's in a designated dark zone, which Utah has a few of them. Um 
Because you're far enough outside of Ogden, you're not getting light pollution, right? Right. There's no light pollution. Then you got the mountains that shield it. So there's a lot of things to it. But uh, I tell you, it's pretty amazing. You get to see everything. When we were there, it was a little cloudy. So we only got to see a few things, uh, not a lot. But um, I guess due to COVID, you had to be staying at the hotel to go to the observatory. And there's no extra charge. You just kind of go to the observatory. You just got to book it. So it was a lot of fun. Um, rooms are beautiful. Uh, staff is friendly. A nice coffee shop down there. So it was pretty cool. With the first lift coffee? First lift coffee. Uh, they even delivered. Like we didn't know that, but they delivered. And I don't know if it was COVID or they do this normally, but they delivered bags to the room in the morning. So when you got up, you opened the door and there's like a bag of like, you know, orange juice and, you know, snacks for the morning, you know, like muffin and things like that. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then you go to a coffee shop and they give you free coffee. So I was like, look at that. Very nice. It's it was better very... than the uh, continental breakfast at the Marriott courtyard, right? Better. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Throw if you a couple at... cake out your head. Yeah, that's right. But if you look at the pictures, of, like the inside and stuff on the website, it looks just like that. So it's like a beautiful place. So it is very so nice. cool looking like it's super rustic, but also has this like kind of new funkiness to it. Like a trendiness, yeah. I Very love cool. the inside of that teepee, man. That is so cool. So the family, um, they actually go around. I think the, the father and mother especially, I know when I talked to him last time, um, he, him and his wife, they'll go around and they'll start collecting. He says he has like a, a garage or a warehouse, whatever, where he just buys stuff and stores it. But he'll buy antiques and just hang on to them. And then that's why they had a lot of stuff for this place. And it's pretty neat. Like, it, I guess it's, you know, kind of a hobby. You just see stuff and um, it's just pretty nice. But all the stuff there, half of the stuff is just, um, is like antique and stuff like that. So um, it's the Hyde family. So Jeff and Bonnie Hyde are the ones that uh, started it and they run it with their sons, uh, Dakota and River. So uh, I believe we saw River, maybe not. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so we stayed there. And one of the reasons we stayed there is, so Ogden's really nice and convenient. You got a lot more restaurants, you got a lot, you know, more hotels. Like it's, it's, it's a city, like it's, bigger than you think. It's not like a small, um, you know, ski town. It's actually a nice size, you know, city. They got you know, some industry there. There's big air force. There's a lot of military there. Um, but, uh, used to be a big train hub, right? Ogden, big train hub. Like everybody from world war two that went, uh, overseas would go through Ogden. Cause that was like the central processing for the military from what oh. I was told. And it's got a mini airport there too. Right. Yeah. And then there's a big, uh, I forgot what flies out of there, but the air force base that's there, you hear planes going all the time and they're flying. They're like bombers and all sorts of different planes that go out, but there's one particular one. The F, uh, I forgot which ones it is, but, uh, yeah, it's just like a big air force base. That's Hill there. air force base. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's in Southern just south of Ogden. Yeah. So we stayed there uh, two nights. And the reason we did that is because you could stay in Ogden, but in the morning, it's probably like a 20, 25 minute drive to Snow Basin. And we decided just to ski Snow Basin the whole time. Um, 
But if you stay in Huntsville, it's only like 10, 15 minutes to the mountain. Like it's on the way. So, so what made you decide to ski snow basin instead of powder? So I like powder, but, um, so my wife is more of an intermediate. She didn't want to do anything extreme. We're just kind of like, all right, let's just chill out. Let's do snow basin. Um, snow basin has a little bit more amenities too. Like there's nicer lodges, nicer bars in there, like, you know, to take breaks and lunch and stuff like that. So it was kind of nice. I tell you what, uh, I'm always surprised at how fancy snow basin is. Like you think it's like this little, you know, oh, it's a little mountain, whatever, you know, but then you realize it's a big mountain and they have a lot of nice amenities and it's not crowded. So it's like off the beaten path, but it's to the magnitude or to the classiness of like a veil. You know what I mean? Fun fact, the owners of Snow Basin are also the owners of Sun Valley. Sun Valley. It's their sister mountain. They call it. Sisters, sisters. Sister, sisters. So um, it's very cool. And even the Snow Basin logo looks similar to the Sun Valley logo. They have the same sun. The same sun. So it's very cool how that matches. It's the same exact sun. Like you look at it, I looked at side by side. I was like, yeah, it's the same. Same sun. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we stayed in Huntsville and Huntsville is a cute little town because, so the compass rose itself and the town of Huntsville have been used in Hallmark movies. So for, um, <laughs> uh, if anybody likes the Hallmark Candace movies, Cameron there, Bure, Mark yeah. Paul Gossler. That's right. <laughs> um, and you know, they've said that, uh, over the years, like the compass rose, they'll get requests. Like I want to stay in the same room that so-and-so from this story (laughs) stayed in. So it's kind of cool to have that little, you know, little history to it. You know, the modern history. It's like people who want to stay at the, uh, what is it? The, um, in Estes park from the shining. Oh yeah. They want to stay in that same room. The same room that like, uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. It's, uh, a lot of people like staying in haunted stuff, but this is like good, like romantic stuff. So it's kind of neat. And then the little town is, it's really like one or two blocks long and that's it. It's like Mayberry, but it's very quaint. You look at it, you're like, oh, I could see that being used for like a general store and, or the post, you know, they have a post office. Um, and then the unique thing they have there is the Shooting Star Saloon. So you go this there. Huntsville. Or this is Huntsville or is this actually Ogden? No, this is still in Huntsville. Huntsville, so you, okay. All you really have is there's a, a barbecue place in there, which is not open. It wasn't open the first day we were there. I think we got it on a Sunday. Uh, it wasn't open, uh, but that's like a barbecue place. And then they have the saloon. The saloon's open all the time. And it is like the oldest, what they say, the oldest continually open saloon Um this side, that side of the Mississippi or something like that. I love when anything is anything <laughs> on one side of the Mississippi. Like that's, it's going to be an awesome place. It's gotta be us. It's, it's all, they even said during prohibition, they didn't close down. They were like, fuck it. We're staying open. <laughs> we're still who's serving. Gonna, who's going to come out here and shut us down. Exactly. They're like, yeah, no, just leave us alone. So, um, but they have, so their big thing is it's like a bar and they have money on the ceiling. I posted stuff on Instagram when we were there. Uh, really old, rustic looking. Uh, been there for forever. And uh, you know, they put dollar bills up on the uh, cash only on the ceiling. It's cash only. Now they don't advertise, but we were talking to the bartender. She's like, "Yeah, we have a um, 
an ATM, but and we used to advertise, but then people started trying to rob us. So we stopped advertising it, but we still do have an ATM. If somebody doesn't have cash. Yeah. Uh, and now they take Venmo or something if, if you really need. Um, you don't take Bitcoin yet? Not Bitcoin yet. Uh, they're still really, you know, trying to go for just cash, you know? Don't um, can blame them. And their big thing is they serve burgers. Everything's burgers and dogs. So they have hot dogs and they have tons of different burgers. And one of the, their signature burger is... It's funny. Yeah. You, go to the, you go to Google and you look it up and it says hamburger restaurant. And that's what they built. So hang, hamburger saloon, restaurant, whatever. And their signature burger has kielbasa on it. So it's a oh. burger with kielbasa. It's like a loaded burger with kielbasa on it. And it's like a half pound burger. So it's gigantic. Perfect to share. So my wife and I share share that, which hit the spot. Um, so what actually classifies something as a saloon? Is there any like criteria that's like, hey man, this isn't a bar. This isn't a restaurant. It's a saloon. I don't know. That's to be open since the Western times. Like, is it because it's west of the Mississippi? It gets to be a saloon. It says a public room or building used for. I don't know. Saloon. What's considered a saloon? Place where alcoholic drinks are sold and drunk. A tavern, a large room or hall for receptions, public entertainment, or exhibitions. But a tavern, saloon—you can use those words interchangeably. Yeah. I feel like saloons are more like out westy. Yeah, I guess you could call it a pub or you could call it a tavern, which is all just other names for bar, right? But saloon, like uh the thing is when you hear when you hear saloon, you're like someone might get shot. Exactly. It's a possibility. Like it they might only have whiskey and you might get shot, or you might have to or maybe go into we just watch too much shit. I don't know. That's right. Like the okay corral. <laughs> What was the name of the place in Deadwood? Swear Engines Bar. Swear Engines Bar. Um, ah, I don't remember. I watched that show in forever. Nobody has. Yeah, that was a good show, though. That was a great show. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. And you know, um, Huntsville is kind of a little bit of a sleepy town. There's really not much going on. Everything closes at like nine, ten o'clock. But we're talking to the bartender. And she's like, well, if you want drinks after everything closes here or you want a full bar, because they only have beer and did they have mixed drinks? Do they have White Claws? They have beers and White Claws, like seltzers and stuff. They have no wine and no mixed drinks. So the bartender is like, if you want mixed drinks and you want to hang out later, go over to the VFW. So the VFW is on the... Nice. And I was like, but don't you have to be like an ex-vet or something? She's like, you're supposed to be, but this is this is Huntsville. It's a local town. Just go there and they don't care. It's all Just walk in, say out. fucking commies. <laughs> let you in. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, Can she's you like, believe that pussy Trudeau. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> sir. Welcome in, sir. You're one of us. So uh, it, it was kind of funny to get the, the lowdown. She's like, yeah, that's the only thing open if you want to hang out. And, you know, she's like, they might stay open till 10. They might stay open till one. They might stay open to three. It depends how many people are in there. So it's kind of a, a local place, which is cool. And there's, there's no laws there because they close when they want. They open when they want. That's right. The Gem Saloon is the name of the bar 
in Deadwood. The gem, nice. The gem saloon. But uh, it's funny. She's like, if uh, if you uh, you know, you might go there at, at eleven o'clock and it's just closing, or you might go there, you know, at one o'clock and they're still going to be open for a while because there's a bunch of people on there. So something's going depends. down. Yeah, they don't care what they what times they post. They just might be closed. I so, like that. It's like there, there's a pizza place by me that there are times where like we're open at three o'clock on Saturdays. We close as soon as we're out of dough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They only have I so like much that. dough. They're like it's all we're making. If I want to leave by four thirty, I'm just making like ten pies and we're done. Well, it's like barbecue, right? If they run out of barbecue, they're closed. They're not making any slow cooked day. They slow cook barbecue. It takes sixteen hours to make this friggin' brisket. Yeah, that's it. We're we're done. We're we got to close. Trader Joe's, sir. Yeah, we had a good day. Good day, sir. Mm-hmm. The only comment they have is you should get here early next time. They're not going to pull out a uh, a thing of frozen tops burgers or no. Bubba burgers and serve that to you. No, absolutely not. But uh, the burgers they made. We have there are rules. Yeah, the burger they made at uh, Shooting Star was delicious. I got to say, I was. One damn good burger. I see a picture of the kielbasa burger. That's a monster. Got some onion, a little tomato on there, some cheese. It sounds like it would be nasty, but I tell you what, it really works. It's, I mean, kielbasa's, you know, it's like garlicky bacon. It's like double meat, two types of meat. Like you're almost different into animals. Though. That's the thing. You're almost into ducking range right there. It's almost into <laughs> ducking burger. You throw something else. You throw a little lamb on there or something. Now you got it. You're ducking. You got, I mean, you got your pork and the kielbasa and you got your beef and the burger. So yeah, it's a little, uh, you get the burger, you, you fold it, you fold roast beef around it and then deep fry it. Now you're talking turducken. <laughs> Monte Cristo turducken. <laughs> Monte, Monte Cristo turducken. You know what one of the things my parents did when I was growing up and I, 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 <laughs> I hated it so much. My, my mom would never buy like, like specific rolls. So if she bought a bunch of hamburger rolls, cause again, Spiral. Well, you buy like, wasn't it like there's six hot dogs in a pack and there was eight rolls? Yeah. <laughs> that whole yeah. thing. Like there's never what do, you do with the extra rolls. The number of rolls never like amounted to the same amount as it was in the the, yeah. the you know the dog. I'll do that today. I'll be like, I have extra hot dog rolls in the fridge. I want toast. I'm toasting a hot dog roll. I can't tell you how many times I had a burger. <laughs> cut in half to fit in a hot dog, hot dog roll, roll. Yes. or a hot dog cut in half to fit in a hamburger roll. And yeah. God damn it. Like it, it scarred me. Like I hated it. I'm like, why can't like, like bread is bread. It's bread is bread. What do you, what we're not like, problem, we're not like broke ass. Like I know you can buy the appropriate bread for the goddamn meat we're eating, but no, no like, you gotta, we don't like, want to waste it. You just, you want bread. You got bread on your, with your meat. No. That's it. And this is why, this is why I had to go all like, all like keto. Now I don't even eat bread anymore because of that traumatic experience with my bread, my wrong shape, size bread, my meat That's messed it. me up, screwed just, me up big time. You just got to cut it up a little and boom, you got it. It's all good. Uh, so then uh, the next night, because we didn't want to eat burgers again, um, we decided we drove a little bit out of town to this town called Eden. And, it's kind of outside of Huntsville, not very far, but they have oh, like Powder Mountain, right? Uh, that's towards Powder, yeah. yeah. And that has like some more places to eat and stuff. So we we stopped at a place called Carlos and Harley's, which is like a Tex-Mex place. Um, there you go. And it was pretty good, solid Tex-Mex. Uh, you didn't go to the Don Pollo Mexican Gourmet Restaurant? We did not. We I saw that. I looked that up. I was like, but we were, we were looking Tex-Mex. We were in the mood for like some. Uh, Good fajitas or t- 
tacos. I forgot what I ate. I think I ate enchiladas. Nice. I love enchiladas. I don't know why. Just, I love how the picture of this place on Google Maps has a guy on a horse. Yeah. Like pulling up to the parking lot. That's it. That's it. Everybody's on a horse out there. You didn't try the saddlebag saloon? We did not. That place seems pretty awesome. Yeah, there were some pretty cool looking places, but we were beat from skiing too. Yeah. Um, we talked so much about all the other stuff. All the other stuff. So now, How let's was get... the skiing there at Snow Basin? So Snow Basin, when we were coming, I reached out to the folks at Visit Ogden. And they were like, well, hopefully you bring good luck because we haven't gotten a lot of fresh snow lately. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then I reached out to uh, the people at Snow Basin and um, the contact, uh, Kayla, Kayla McFarland. She's the communications manager. Um, Shout out, Kayla. Shout out, Kayla. Uh, we got to have her on the show. We, uh, but yeah, she was, she was real sweet, helped us out. And, um, she even said the same thing. She's like, well, they haven't had a lot of snow. So hopefully, so we get there the night before we go skiing snows about four inches. So we're like perfect freshies, there right? You go. We get out there, we ski the whole day. Right. Um, that night again, I think it got like another, like, two to four inches of, of freshen up. So I'm like, this is going pretty good. So we did two days there and then we moved from uh, Huntsville and we moved hotels and we stayed in Ogden and we stayed at the home two suites, which we stayed at last time. And it's a great hotel, but for some reason when we booked or because of availability or because of, I don't know, I asked for a bigger room. I don't know what the fuck I did, but they gave us uh, a handicap accessible room, right? Which was a lot bigger than a normal room. The only problem is we didn't need like the, you know, the roll in shower that leaked all over the floor. Like there's, mm. there's some things that are just logistically different, which are great. At, you know, so number one, we felt it's very bad. ableist of you. Well, we've also felt bad. We're like, well, what if somebody that, you know, needs this room, they're kicking your ass out. And, you know, they were like, no, no, we got plenty of rooms. I'm like, well, I don't want the room. So we just wound up keeping the room and it was just kind of weird. Um, but it's interesting. I never, I never took note of it until this time that the accessible rooms are very different, you know, um, yeah. for a reason. And it's good that they have them. Uh, it was just strange because I, I didn't stay in, I stayed there last year. So that's, that's why I was like, I just want a regular room. So anyway, so we stayed there. It was a good stay. I want to nice- go back to Snow Basin. So go back to Snow Basin. So, so how would this, how was your, uh, like, how was it different this year versus last year in terms of conditions, where you ski, what you saw? Because last year you had Megan and she showed yeah. you around, right? And that was top notch because you're getting just taken around everywhere. You've seen the entire mountain and you're not having to look at a map. You're just going, right? This time we were stopping, looking at the map trying to figure out where we're going to go down. And um, we stayed away from, you know, the the advanced terrain for the most part. And then I would break away and, and ski a little bit of advanced terrain. And it was pretty icy. I got to say it was, was pretty it? cold and pretty icy. That little bit of snow they had was much needed because I guess they had snow, but they didn't have any fresh snow for a while. And it probably made everything skied out and icy. So, um, Which has skied out. It would be pretty much any even powder day in the Northeast, right? Powder day at Killington, let's put it that way, or Mount Snow. Um, so, yeah, it's funny. Like, it's just take it, take it with the, 
you know, the expectation of where you are, right? It's all relative, um, right? Yes. Uh, but I tell you what, we went to the cinnamon bar um, that they have at Snow Basin, which is pretty fun. Uh, good drinks, nice, you know, nice lodge at the bottom. Um, and then at the top, the, what do they call it? The, right at the top of the mountain. Needles Lodge? Needles Lodge. That's it. So right at the top of the Needles left, it's kind of like Killington with the, um, the Peak Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Same idea. You get off the lift right there, or, uh, or actually off the gondola and it's a lodge right there so you get off you go right into lodge and that's nice uh everything is fancy fancy. very fancy Fancy. so the whole thing all over snow basin you see these really nice ornate um chandeliers and wall sconces and they all match and the whole story behind that is when the olympics when they're getting ready for the olympics the family that owned snow basin was like Okay, we we love these chandeliers. We found these chandeliers. We wanna we wanna get some for snow basin. They're like, no, they're only made in Italy, and we we can't ship them to the U.S. and we don't wanna. So they were like, what do you mean you don't wanna sell us these these chandeliers? So the owner of snow basin they bought the company that made the chandeliers. What got all the chandeliers they wanted, and then sold the company off. That sounds like some succession. Shit That's right some there. sick ass shit, right? Um, and then some of them were like even Murano glass from from Italy and stuff. So really beautiful stuff. And that's what I mean. Like you go into these lodges and you're like, wow, this is this is fancy. I mean, I'm in my ripped jeans and my baseball hat, and I didn't know I was supposed to wear a button down shirt. And they're all like, no, no, it's cool. The bathrooms are so fancy there. They're like elaborate and granite. And the bathrooms like were the one in my house. That's for sure. Yeah, the bathrooms, uh, I was like, I didn't mind going to the bathroom. Like, it's kind of fun in there. It's a sitting room. It got like, it was cool. Dude, how awesome that be? Like, you see something you like, like anything, a car, uh, you know, a sword, a pair of shoes. You're like, those are cool. I'm like, yeah, we can't sell this to you. I'm going to buy your whole company. <laughs> Why don't like, I buy? I tell you what, I bought the company. What do you say now? That's like saying you want milk from a farm. They won't sell you milk. You buy the farm buy the whole farm now i have bessie and now i get all the milk i want that's such a like that's that is a, that is the most power move move right there ever yeah yeah and then they, and the best part is then they sold it off and they probably made a profit you're like yeah fuck this shitty company <laughs> i don't need this shit anymore they can't all they can make are chandeliers that's it <laughs> that's right i'm gonna i'm not in the business of chandeliers i'm a ski place so like, yeah attention to detail that seems to be a big yeah big thing with snow basin huh Everything you tell was was very well planned out and thought out. So nothing is an nice. accident. It's not all just slapped together like certain places that we love in the Northeast right. would do. And I think having the Olympics in the past helped a lot because they did the downhill there and something. I think ski jumping was there. I don't remember what was there. I know the downhill was there because they have the downhill run. You go on. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so when Salt Lake got it, you know, Salt Lake spread you know, all the events around Utah, which is why they're, they're trying to bid for another Olympics because it helped the entire state. Um, they did a good job. They had good infrastructure and transportation and public transportation. So, um, snow basin hosted the downhill super G and combined events for the salt Lake city games. And the combined, is that like the Nordic combined with the ski jumping? 
No, the combined is the um, isn't it the super G and the slalom? Oh, okay. I believe. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, the skiable terrain there is really nice. Um, we didn't go up to uh, John Paul lift and area. Uh, that was closed the last, well, it was open, but the bowl wasn't open. Um, or the upper part of it wasn't open when I was there last time. And this time it was, they were blowing that whole place for avalanche. So it was still kind of, uh, kind of dicey. Very nice. But terrain was good. Um, no lines at all. I mean, that place was like, we were there on president's day and president's day. You might've had to wait 15 minutes on a lift line. And that was long. (laughs) That was long for there. You know, most, most times you're coming up and that's for the gondola. You you go to the lift and there's no wait, but for the actual gondola. So Mm. it was really very open and no lift lines. It was great. I recall skiing president's weekend last year and uh, I didn't wait any less than 15 minutes on any lift line. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, It was, uh, no, it was definitely good. We had a good time. Uh, conditions are great. Everybody was super awesome. Even, um, my wife rented and she got good rentals. Everything was quick and easy on the process. And we wound up renting for multiple days. So we just kind of kept them and we rented at the resort rather than rent somewhere else. We thought about both and they were like, let's just try the resort. And they had good stuff there. So it's good. Nice. What'd you ski on your DPSs? I brought the big ones. Yeah. I brought the, uh, DPSs. Nice. They got to eat some powder today, that, that (laughs) trip. So they were happy. They're happy now. They're not cursing me anymore. (laughs) I think it's gone a few weeks now. They're starting to get a little restless, but so yeah, so we did that and then we stayed in Ogden and we hit up a bunch of cool places there. Um, we actually got a massage in town at this place was really cool. It was like, um, what they call massage for pain therapy place or something like that. That sounds like one of the places, the happy ending places. Yeah. It was not one of those. It was uh, <laughs> all legit. Um, but we, we just were, we needed a, a massage after two, you know, the travel and the two days of skiing were like that actually hit the spot really nice. nice. Um, hit up a nice Irish bar, harp and hound. I hit them last time. Um, Good Irish food, good beer selection, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we decided we went out for dinner first night. So we go, last time I was there, everybody was talking right in on 25th Street, which is the main strip. There's this Tona Sushi. And I'm like, I'm not eating sushi in Utah. Like, it just seems weird, right? So 4.7 out of 5. Yeah. And and we're I'm looking, I'm like, this is getting great reviews. Whatever. Everybody, everybody in town... From visit Ogden in the town at the at the hotels, like oh, I feel like sushi. A ton of sushi is good. I'm like, I don't know. So we're walking by it, and the place we decided to go to it, and it's pretty damn cold out. So we decided to go to it, and we walk in. Place is packed, jam packed. I'm like, holy crap! Luckily, we get two seats at the sushi bar, and we're hanging out there watching them, and they were busy as hell and making sushi like crazy. And I tell you what, it was delicious. It was one of the best sushi places I've ever been. Wow. Um, Tona Sushi Bar and Grill in Ogden. Yeah, I would I would be reluctant to recommend it to people most times, but after being there, I definitely recommend that. The place was good. Um, 
So it was nice. We had a nice healthy meal, you know, and one of the, one of the girls that was rolling sushi right by, she had a Jets hat on and I'm like, holy shit, this is great. Cause I'm a Jet fan. So she has Jets. So I, I, we asked her like, why do you, she's like, oh, I don't know. I just like the hat. And then I put two and two together, like later on in the, in the night after we left, I'm like, now I know why is they got Wilson who went to BYU who's from Utah. So I'm like, that's probably why there's a little bit of a fan. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. There you go. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Tona sushi. And then another day, I'm trying to think if it was after Tona sushi. I think it was the next day. We decided to stay out a little bit later and look for some live music. So we went to the yeah hell, which is a, uh, kind of like a music bar that's there. And they have, we were actually hanging out talking to the owner and, you know, she's telling us about like how, how she started the place, kind of just midlife crisis, divorce kind of thing. And she just started the place. And now she supports a lot of bands starting out. And then on the weekend, she has some pretty good bands, which is, which is pretty neat. So we actually went there and they had a, um, it was kind of a bluegrass, um, kind of a, not like a country, like they were from the Appalachians. Let's put it that way. When I said I went to App State, they were like, Hey, (laughs) my people. Look at that fucking guy with the apps, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like Appalachian music. So it was kind of cool. I think I posted that on uh, Instagram too. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then when we went back to uh, snow base and skied again, the, that last day, and then we met up with uh, Kayla. She's really, really cool. Uh, hang out, talk with her for a little bit at the end of the day. And um, we had a great time. The scheme was great. Um, we had, you know, being there as a couple was fun. Uh, and we had a wonderful time. We spent time together, um, hung out. Like we had a really good vacation. It it felt like a vacation, even though we were tired. So that's the beauty of the ski vacation. You know, you get, you, you work hard out there. You're making some turns, you get all tired and sore. Then you eat a bunch, drink a bunch and yeah, go to sleep at seven 30, get up and do it again. And I got to say, we got lucky with the weather. It wasn't too bad. I did the smart thing and I did get the um, midsize SUV. Okay. And they wound up giving me a full-size SUV, I think, because it was uh shit, what the hell was it? Was it a... Navigator? No, it wasn't the Navigator, but it had... Oh, Escalade. Shit. No, it wasn't Escalade. <laughs> It was the mid-size SUV. It was, uh, but it had like four-wheel drive. It had like, I was like, this is, it's not bad. Man, I can't remember what, I've been renting so many cars and going so many places lately. I have no idea. <laughs> Any good local beers that you tried? That would be fine Ogden area. Yeah. So, you know. I got a few beers from, went to the local liquor store and I got a few beers and they were okay. What I did like though, my, my, the one I kept going back to was roosters. They make, that's a local brewery and they make, they make a special one for snow basin. And when I was there last year, it was the anniversary edition. They changed oh, the nice. label. It's the same one now. And it's, um, it's a snow basin beer, but it's a, I forgot if it's an ale. It's, it might be a pale ale. Um, actually do have wait did i take it out of here looking through site right now roosters brewing company damn it i took it out of my book i had the o-town 
Rooster Trail, Untamed, El Doce. I know. I'm like, I'm all hung up right now, too. It's tripping. I'm tripping here. It's tripping balls. Tripping balls, bro. I'm going right to Untapped. There you go. Got the bee's knees, blackberry cream ale. That sounds delicious. The bee's knees, I think, I tried, and it was okay. It was a little on the sweet side, but... Mango blood orange seltzer. That sounds lovely. Mm, It does sound good. I guess it's one of those things you have to get it at Snow Basin, right? Yeah, some of them. I tried the blood orange IPA. That That was okay. That wasn't... It was an IPA. It didn't taste like a session. It tastes like a foot, like a double IPA. The High Desert Hazy. No, that wasn't it. The Ogden Double. No. The Rooster's Tail. But the Untamed was, Juicy. It might have been the Elevation. Elevation. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. But yeah, they make some pretty good beers. Um, and they have like they have it at Snow Basin. They have a tap room in Ogden on the main strip there. So they got a big presence around. Um I would imagine they're one of the bigger in the area from just seeing them all over. It seems like Ogden's got a, a cool growing vibe. Yeah, you know, it used to got, be kind of really depressed after the, I guess, some, the train stopped running through there or something yeah. closed down back in the 90s. Yeah. And it seems to be resurging over the last like five, 10 years. Yeah, I think, you know, the Olympics definitely helped with the outdoor sports. They've They've really done a good job getting the universities around the area and the younger kids integrated with like outdoor programs. And like the mountains and hiking and, and skiing and even cross country and stuff. So they did a good job integrating all that. And it's really a type of lifestyle. Everybody's friendly out there. Uh, they all do outdoor stuff because that's, you know, that's a benefit for living out there. You get to do a lot of outdoor stuff and it's relatively for them, um, not that expensive, you know, um, a lot of stuff is drivable. They do have a lot of public transportation, which, which helps. You know, yeah. Compared have, to like a park city or something, which is just right. insane in terms of price. You could actually live out here, be right. half an hour from the mountains, still have all the amenities you need from a, a smaller city. Yeah. And you can ski snow basin and, and powder. And there's a lot of growth going on too still. So powder, I believe they're, they're, Housing is expanding. I don't know if they're going to put any hotels, but I know the housing's expanding, which they do rentals. And then there's even a club med that's coming to Snow Basin. So I don't know where oh, wow. it's going to be in proximity to Snow Basin, or you know, I don't think it's going to be in Huntsville. So I would imagine it's going to be right near there. So uh, that'll be interesting uh, when when that opens up because that's kind of a game changer. I mean, that's all inclusive and in the U.S. and all inclusive for skiing is the way to go. That's something most Americans are not familiar with. Yeah. That's why we were booking. I'll make the announcement. We've already booked Val Torrens part three. The third time for booking is a charm. Three valleys, third booking. That's right. Everything's coming up threes. 
That's right. There are uh, three valleys, and we have another couple going with us from Tampa. So swinger couple. Not a swinger couple. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not in the U.S. They're not, but when they get to France, things and, may and go we're weird. actually looking if anybody else wants to join on. Harry said he was interested, but he needs a, a roomie. He's got his dog, doesn't he? That's that's right. I told him to check with Steve. Maybe Steve will go. He's very close with his dog these days. Hey, perhaps we'll uh, we'll have our own little offshoot ski bum podcast uh, travel company that working with good. Club Med. All inclusive. That would be good. I think we can make let's, that happen. Let's get inclusive. If you're listening, people at Club Med, we're we're up for it. We're people who know people. But yeah, I just you know shout out to Kayla at Snow Basin, um, Karen at Visit Ogden, uh, everybody that we ran into. Um, it's been a few weeks, but uh, hopefully. If you guys can, you know, get to hear this, uh, just know that we had a great time and we appreciate everything everybody did. Yeah. There's thanks a lot of everyone fun. out there. I got to get out there. Maybe this next season. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I would do that almost every year. If you want to do like a, a just guys I'm looking trip, at real estate in friggin' Eden right now. Dude, it's not bad. Out there. It looks like the kind of place I want to live. And there's Away a lot from of people. places, yeah. And there's a lot of places they're building now that are condos designed specifically for Airbnb. Yeah, I saw that last time I was looking at that. But here, I got a nice big fat house, geothermal heating, boom, solar panels. Like this is what I'm talking about. Mm. This is you my see, kind of place. Palmow and Snow Basin. They're six right car there. garage. Six car like, garage. Damn. Well, it's got like two garages. One is like a freaking like woodworking shop slash garage. It's wow. got a covered patio with a hot tub. Like this has everything I need. Damn. I like it. Ready to go all in. Ready Balls to go deep. All in. Balls deep. Well, we, <laughs> did you make it? Oh, so going back, did you make it to the barbecue place or not? Did not make it to the barbecue place. Okay. I was a little disappointed, but I tell you what, I was pretty full on everything else I ate. So I was like, yeah, I just. What is crazy is that IDK barbecue, it was named the best barbecue in Utah. I know. Which. It's like saying something. World's best coffee. Yeah, I see, I hear that all the time too. <laughs> Listen, they're at least keeping it as honest as possible. They're like it's Utah's best barbecue. Yeah. Then again, Mogul's apparently is the best barbecue in Vermont. So right. there you go. It's not saying much for Vermont, but it really wouldn't take much to better it. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, everything you is served good. McRibs, <laughs> chopped McRib. up, and beat Mogul's barbecue. Ah. Uh. But yeah, that's a, a convenient, the reason I would consider that for like a quick trip or, and we were supposed to go like, let's full disclosure. We were supposed to go to Canada, hit up Calgary, look at property in Calgary with the potential to get a, a ski house in Calgary. And we're going to ski Banff and Lake Louise. That was the. Thanks Trudeau. Big Thanks trip. Trudeau. And then that asshole Trudeau locked down the country. Douche. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I don't, I don't want to put my American dollars in the hands of the Canadians right now. And You're I feel bad for the people in the, in the local areas because I really want to give them money. I just don't know what's going on in that country. Yeah. You know, Melanie even has a, a friend, good friend in Calgary that we were going to see and we were all ready to, you know, ready. We, we had plans to go meet up and we pulled the plug like three weeks before and we're like, Nope, we're going to have to do something else. So we booked this trip really quick and uh very easy to book. I'll tell you. Ogden it is. Could do worse. 
Could like you said, worse. Salt Lake City, huge airport, easy yeah. to get from the airport. What is it, like uh, 45 minutes? 45 minutes, airport. yeah. And they have the train. I mean, we didn't, if you want to get there and then rent a local, you can rent a car, because that's the thing. You, you're just going to need a car or find some place with a shuttle to get you to the ski mountain in the mornings. So you probably have to rent a car anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you could theoretically just, um, they do have buses that go to the mountain. So you could, yeah, we ran into some people that were from Salt Lake city and they actually said they grew up in Ogden and there's people now because they have the train running again that live in Ogden and just jump on the train to commute into Salt Lake. Oh, wow. And they work there. They just go boop right in, sleep on the train or whatever and commute in. Nice. And it was free for, I guess, the month that we were there. The, they said it was free for like the winter. They were running it free. So I'm like, that's, that's really cool. Pretty yeah. sweet. Damn. So it sounds like it was a pretty awesome trip all around. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. It was, it was good. It was much needed. Let's put it that way. Because that was yeah. the first real relaxing trip I think that we had in a while. Nice. No, I did a lot of traveling, but it's a lot of running around. So just traveling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, we will post the links in the show notes. You can check it out. And if you have any questions or thoughts, ideas, hit us up. Skibonpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Mario, thank you for your Ogden recap. Go out and check it out. You will love it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast. Or in your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We got a shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Dope hoodie. Possibly this hat too. Boom. Thank you to our sponsors, Terracia, terracia.com. Go there. Terracia bump, 15% off. Paradise Ski, check them out. ParadiseSkis.com. Use the code ebum 15 50% off. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay flute. See you.